0: This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your Two More Reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomorereps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. On today's episode we've got another very special guest. Well you know all my guests are special but um, this one in particular coincides with an upcoming glute workshop that we are holding at the end of April, the 30th of April on Saturday Um, and I'm very excited to have Jess Johnson, IFBB bikini professional facilitating the workshop but in conjunction with that she's agreed to come on the podcast and talk about her bodybuilding career as well as what to expect from this workshop because it is going to be one of a kind we haven't had this sort of workshop on the sunshine coast before so she's agreed to drive up from the gold coast and facilitate this workshop for a couple of hours and really get to the nuts and bolts of how to develop great glutes so if you are listening to this and are keen the ticketing information will be in the show notes of this podcast but be sure to get your tickets early because we are capping the numbers. I say that again, we are capping the numbers. It's strictly limited. So make sure you take full advantage. But for now, uh, we're gonna interview Jess Johnson. She is a remarkable young lady, obviously winning her IPV Pro Card. She also holds Pro Cards with other federations. She's also a very successful fitness coach and currently a psychology student as well. So incredibly smart. So let's get on with the podcast and have a chat to Jess Johnson. All right, Jess Johnson, welcome to the podcast. How are you going?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. Thank you for giving up your time. I really appreciate it. Um, It's very exciting. Um, Actually, we're recording this now and um, I won't obviously upload it until next week. So a lot of people won't be aware that you're going to be facilitating a a glute workshop up on the Sunshine Coast with us, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, I guess like for me, I know like, how hard it was to grow my glutes and i just yep. want to be able to share that information with other people and like you know kind of what got me from a to b i guess like going from pancake bum to cake bum so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good way of putting it that's yeah. it well i mean you, you know you, you you um you walk the talk because you're you're an ifbb pro bikini pro which is pretty cool like that's the the echelon of of bodybuilding in terms of um the sport so um, we'll, we'll, get into that in a second, but I'd love to, um, we were just talking off air and you mentioned, obviously you've been involved around sport and, um, exercise pretty much since you were 16. So I'd love to get your background leading into getting into bodybuilding and then the evolution from there to becoming a professional, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so pretty much all of like primary school, high school, I pretty much played netball. Okay. Um, And then in high school, I started playing a little bit of touch, like, just with school, um, futsal, soccer. Um, So, it was kind of like – because I was always doing HPE. Like, I loved it. My favorite – it was definitely my favorite subject. And then – Kind of went off the rails there for a little bit. Like, didn't really play sport in grade eleven and twelve, but I did start going to the gym, um, and that's when I started doing the fitness classes. So I just started doing fitness classes, and I was literally going with my um, friend's mum. Actually, like me and my yeah, friend right. were going with her to some. I didn't even know what it was called, it was like Go Health or something, back in the day. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, we would go to like spin, and we'd go to like body pub, You know, <laughs> all the good deal. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to start, you know. Um, and then I actually joined the military. So I joined the Air Force wow. in, uh, when was it, 2013? Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: so long ago now.
1: Yeah, so I was 17, just turned 18 um, yep. when I actually left. So I was doing, like, PT um, two, three times a week to try and get ready for that. So um, I was just, like, meeting up with um, a PT and just, like, going through all the military like preparedness and stuff. Um, And then yeah, I joined the military. So obviously doing lots and lots of PT, running, um, you know, running around the bush and carrying stuff and carrying rifle and backpacks and all sorts of things. Um, And that's probably where I really got into the gym was like, I actually got stress fractures when I was going through recruits. So um, yeah, I was like in hospital for a little bit. and I wasn't able to walk for about six weeks. So all okay. I could do was go do the little rehab like gym thing. And just like all I was training was upper body. And all I could do was like the recumbent bike thing. Oh, yeah. Um so yeah, I had to do like the full return to run recovery. Um and then yeah, I guess after that, like I really because I could only train upper body, I really noticed I was like, oh, like I'm starting to see some muscle, and like people started complimenting me. And I was like, right. oh, this is nice. Like and I think at that stage too, like it wasn't um, like the, in, the fitness industry was starting to boom a little bit, like the Rachel Dillons and the Lawrence Simpsons and stuff were coming out and like yep. people would realize, oh, females with muscles actually quite good looking, like, you know, it's it's a normal thing where it used yes. to be like, you look like a man, don't get too big. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so it started to get normalized. And then um, yeah, after that, I think like, I played soccer for the Air Force um, and what else did I do? Yeah, I played netball soccer and then I was still like going to the gym and stuff like that. And then um, I think my first ever comp was I had someone on my course that I was on at the time. Um, She had done a competition before and she said, oh, like you should really do one. Like, you know, you look really good. Like you do so well. And then um, I actually did my first competition in Newcastle. I saw just like a poster up at the gym. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was just like, oh, hell. Like, what? Like, why, why not? not? Like, why not? Literally. So I actually prepped myself for the oh, first, wow. yeah, for my first season, like my first two comps. Yeah. Um. So I didn't place it all because, like, I didn't know the difference between bikini and fitness. I didn't know anything. I just kind of prepped myself. I looked really good. Like, I was lean, but I had yep. no glute or whatever. Mm. Um, like, I had full abs. And at the time, bikini was like, you can't have abs at all. That's right. Um, So, yeah, I went into like the A&B Newcastle Classic, whatever it's called. Um, And then I did the Defence Force. Like um, they do like a Defence and Emergency Services show. So I did that one as well. Um, So I didn't place in either of those, but like it didn't deter me. I was like, ah, screw it. Like I'm going to do it again. Yeah. yeah, And so then I did another one in 2016. And then I kind of just kept going from there. Um, I won my pro card in INBA and A&B and all that. Back mm-hmm. in the day, um, in 2017, went overseas to Boston and Vegas. Um, I came first as a pro in Vegas, like in fitness. Um, I won. Was that a natural
0: Olympia? Olympia?
1: Yeah, natural Olympia. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I Olympia, yeah, nice. the thing. And then I went to World Natural Bodybuilding Federation in Boston. Mm-hmm. I competed in figure, won my figure pro card. So I competed in figure as an amateur. Okay. Um, won my figure pro card. That same day that I then came second in bikini pro. So
2: <laughs> I literally
1: <laughs> like same day.
0: <laughs> that's confusing, but okay.
1: Very. <laughs> um, and that's the thing is like I feel like so many people try and put me in a box. Yep. But I didn't want to do figure. I didn't okay. want, like I just got pushed into it because everyone's like you're too big. Right. Um but okay. really I wasn't too big. I just needed to grow in the right areas, which was my sure. glutes. And yep. Yeah, like people will be like, "Nah, you're too big," but it's like, no, like, yes, I had some pretty solid shoulders and back and stuff like that. But I'm like, realistically, I I wasn't even bigger. Like, um, it's just I could pose really well. I've always okay. been really good at like, just when people mold me into like my poses, I just know how to pose. So like, right. I can pose. Into, I can pose bigger. Like yep. even now, I, I can pose bigger, and people are like, holy crap, you're huge. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I'm
1: posing that way. Where like, yeah, of course. When I'm doing, but, like, compared to, like, for now, like, in IPB bikini versus IPB figures, it's, like, chalk and cheese. And even, 100%. like, you know, bikini and wellness is so different. Like, people are, like, oh, why don't you do wellness? I'm, like, because my legs are, like, little twigs compared to those. Like, <laughs> like their legs are, like, amazing. Like, they're huge. Like, they're great. Like, beautiful legs. But, I'm like, for me to get to that, I would have to, like, start using, like, pads and stuff like that. And I'm, like, sure. I don't want to do that. So, yep. And like my bot, like I'm a really tall girl, so like naturally, like I have like longer limbs, and because I've always been quite athletic, so my I feel like my muscles are quite like long,
0: long elongated, yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm like you gonna, and I like bikini, I love bikini, and I've yeah. always be in
0: bikini <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, that's cool. Um, so last year was it last year? You you
1: yeah, when my pro card yeah, you won your pro card
0: yeah. That's right. So yeah, like I said, we were, we were streaming it live, watching, and um, um, my wife who 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 is a compete, bikini competitor herself actually called you out as the winner before it was announced, and um, yeah, we watched it live, and it was awesome. So take us through that experience. Um, obviously the lead into the event, I'm, I'm assuming obviously you know IPB was was the goal, and um, and then obviously talk us through being announced as a winner? Because as I said off air, you know, it's it's the echelon of, uh, of bodybuilding to, to win the pro card in IPB as far as I, my opinion anyway. Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, pretty much what happened was I came back from um, overseas competing in all the natural comps yep. in 2017. And then I decided, okay, well, what's next? And yep. then that's when I did my first comp in season A, 2018. Shouldn't have done it because I was just like back to back
2: yes uh,
1: yes for like over a year now um so that's when I did my first I and I came second in juniors at Arnold. Okay. Um, and then um I then competed again 2018 didn't get anything so I didn't get any placings and then um yeah I think I took like 20 yeah I took 2020 off because obviously like it was COVID and all that and then of course 2019 as well um, so yeah, I took like a lot of time off cause I knew I was like, if I don't grow and I don't grow in the right areas, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do well. Like, sure. and that just showed when, you know, I wasn't really placing greatly. Um, so I was just like, well, time to grow. And then like, I go. just let myself really push my weight up and just mm-hmm. like, wasn't afraid to eat. And the fact that I had a really good structured off season too. So like I was tracking everything. I was making sure that I was like, I had all the data there. So like I could see like myself rowing in the right areas and I was like eating the right amount of foods and things like that. So yep. it wasn't, I was pretty like, especially cause it was COVID as well. Like um, I was pretty much just like eat, sleep, study, train, repeat. Like repeat, yeah, yeah. Like it was actually the perfect recipe to be honest. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so I, Knew I wanted to obviously compete again, and like I was kind of, I was like, this is like my last. Sh-. I was kind of like in my head, I was like, this is my last shot. Like if if I don't do really well, like this is it. Like I'm okay. hanging up. those kind of thing. So <laughs> I was like, because full send or like yeah, I always go full send. Though I'll go to zero to hundred. I distinctly remember driving back from Brisbane and calling my sister and being like, should I do this? Should I not? I don't know. Like I don't know if I should compete or not. Mm.
2: So, yeah
1: um and then she was just like you know you just gotta like do whatever you feel is best for you like just whatever is like in your heart whatever is your burning desire like just do that and um because at the time like obviously there was a lot of uncertainty around the, the competitions going ahead and stuff yes. like that and i think yep. i like because the show hadn't even been announced um and it was 10 weeks out and i think that's when i started prep to be honest <laughs> So I only did a to prep the last wow. time that I run my pro card. Like, but don't get me wrong, I was still like obviously like tracking and training and everything yes, like that. of course. Yep. I didn't start properly like prep head like game on until ten weeks out when they actually suggest like said the show was on. Sure. Um. And then yeah, that's when I went hard. <laughs> and when I mean, I went hard. I went really hard. Like yep. I yeah, I just get so lazy being focused. I just go for and just do what i need to do and like i probably have to do a lot more things than what other people have to do in regards to like cardio and like with my diet and stuff like that i'll i'll go like i'll go to the areas that people are afraid to go to
2: okay.
1: <laughs> yeah because like people are like oh my god you're doing two hours of cardio day i'm like i don't give a fuck like i'm here i'm I'm going to get it. Like, well, you're determined. Um, yeah, absolutely. I've already sent it. Like, I've really, I'm really halfway there. I may as well full send. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like people are afraid to do that. And I'm like, um, to me, like, I know what, how I need to get lean. And yes. like, unfortunately, it's just the way it is. Like, I my body gets to a point, like, I can grow muscle really easily. Yep. But to get lean, I have to work. Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Really have to be on top. Especially when you're doing a 10 week prep.
2: Yep. You really, Short time.
1: No room for error at all. Absolutely. Like,
2: really wow. It's
1: probably, probably the last six weeks that like, because at the time I remember when I started prep, I was like, my goal wasn't to win my pro card straight away. My goal sure. was just to um, place well. I just wanted to place. My first goal was place top five. And then when right. I started looking really well, I was like, okay, I reckon I got top three. Like, and obviously my goal was always just to look the best I could possibly look. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, when I was about probably four weeks out and I was I was really starting to look like my conditioning was coming in. I was like, okay, like I probably have a chance here. Um and then yeah, I was like it wasn't until like Queensland show when I won, like I took out novice and I was like, holy fuck, like I'm actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in the chance here, like to take out overall and like yeah, to take out overall at Queensland was huge because Brilliant. Queensland's notoriously a hard show. Like, it is it's a, it's a hard show. Like if yep. you can take out Queensland, so normally you've got a really good chance of taking out nationals. Yep. Um. Because yeah, we just have some like fierce girls that come to Queensland or like you know pop out of Queensland. Like, so yeah. Um. I'm excited for Queensland's next week, to be honest. But um, yeah, when I won nationals, um. I guess like when I went into nationals, I was like, okay, I've won overall in Queensland, but I was also like keeping on tabs of like who else is like winning Sydney overall, Victoria overall and stuff cool. like that. But I was still just in my own lane. Like I was like, look, I'm hopeful for it, but I'm not expecting it. Because I at haven't. the end of the day, it's a, it's an opinion sport. So yes, very you much so. can't expect anything. You can't say I'm going to win my – like you can say it to yourself. Like I had in my car um, this little – it came off my waist trainer actually because it was called a pro waist trainer and um, oh. it was just like a little tag and I had it in my car like sitting on my dashboard and it just said pro on it. So every time I was driving to the gym, I'd be ah. say, pro. So it's visualization visualization. Manifestation, was, like, yeah. Manifestation, like I'm yeah. um, going after this is what I'm working towards. But like I I wouldn't, like I would have obviously been disheartened if I didn't get it. But of course. I was, very, I was very like all in. Uh, it's kind of like, nothing's guaranteed but I was very very hopeful and it wasn't yeah it was like even on the day I was like it could be anyone's like you mm. just don't know um so yeah when I won it I literally was crying like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like all that hard work all that time like um everything just had paid off so yep. yeah definitely like a very emotional moment and then To then step straight into the pro show straight after, like, oh yep. my gosh, it was just, I was overwhelmed. Like, I was emotionally exhausted that night, to be oh, honest. Oh, you would have
0: been, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, just going back a second, you mentioned you spent obviously a fair bit of time as an off season, you know, a couple of years, obviously, COVID had a bit to do with that, but you mentioned um, eating a lot more. So, can I ask you how much? weight you sort of carried in that off season to uh, give yourself the ability to improve your physique um because a lot of females Um, in particular are very fearful of doing that
1: oh yeah absolutely um so okay i'll just say how like tall i am um so i'm 171 um normally weirdly i shrink when i compete (laughs) so (laughs) normally when i compete like i don't know maybe it's the ipb like height scale but they measure me at 169 so I'm assuming I'm 170 and then like in off-season I seem to like grow I don't know how. weeks and everything a little bit more lumber I don't know but yeah I'm normally like 171 okay um so I also don't carry a lot of Fat. So, like, I always like when I'm in my off season, I'm not trying to put on fat and trying to put on muscle. So, mm-hmm. I don't go out and eat KFC every night. Like, sure. Um, so, when I say my calories and stuff like that, I want people to keep in mind that most of that comes from carbs and protein. Um, okay. So, obviously, I'm always making sure I'm getting enough fats in for my body mm-hmm. and my body's life and what makes me feel good. But I'm not out just eating like 3,000 000- calories full of shit like i'm not yep. eating donuts and stuff like that all the time so um when i was in my off season i think i got to 70 kilos like even the other day i weighed myself like at night so i was on my period um i think yeah, yeah i've been having really so, happy I'm stressed i've yep. been eating the best because like i've been eating like my metabolism's a bit all over the place at the moment because i'm stressed yep. um and i was 70 kilos the other day when i met weighed myself at the gym and okay. that's not the best indicator because i just finished the session all that kind of stuff um and but i look a lot better this off-season than what i had previously as well so okay. i'm holding a lot less body fat this off-season compared yep. to off-season i was at 70 kilos so yep. obviously yep. i have a lot more muscle um, so yeah, that's the thing is like I find even with my clients, like they're like, Oh my god, like I'm this height and this weight. Do you think I'm gonna be like I get messages all the time like asking me for my opinion on their their weight and being on stage? I'm like, they're not gonna measure you, like they're not gonna no. like weigh you and be like, Oh, you're 50 kilos, you're too light. <laughs> or like <laughs> 70 kilos, you're too heavy to get on stage. Like, because obviously 70 kilos looks different on every single person's body. It
0: does. absolutely.
1: So, and a lot of people were like, oh, my God, you're 70 kilos? Like, what? Like, how tall are you? Like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know. It's just my height. And, like, I, it's, like, obviously 50 kilos on me is disgusting. Like, I would be, like, anorexic. Sure. So, like, everyone's got different, like, kind of, like, a weight that suits them, I guess. Like, for me, I'm happiest around 68 kilos. Um, okay. But, obviously, when I'm trying to push my weight mm. and, like, want to push building then that's when i go up about two kilos um but also i find my body can fluctuate two kilos in like two days i swear
0: oh totally yeah
1: yeah so like just depends like um so i don't really want people to go off their weight but yeah definitely like don't feel scared to push your weight up um but obviously do it in the mindset that you're building muscle and not fat Correct. Because I find too many people like, I'm in off season, they're bulking, and like the word bulking just. <laughs> the bulking. <stops> oh. <laughs> uh, like, like, as a female competitor and being a bikini girl, you should not be bulking. <laughs> like, no. yeah you should be in a growth phase. yeah right. you should be in off season, but no bulking. Stop eating bloody KFC and being like, I'm bulking. Stop using it as an excuse to binge. I'm yeah. sick of it.
2: Mm, like, absolutely.
1: Yeah, like, I'm like, and then people are like, oh, I'm binging. I'm like, no, you're not binging. You're just overeating because you have this mindset that you need weight so then you can grow, but you're not actually doing the work to grow. Yep. Like you need to eat more carbs to, and protein to grow and a little less fat.
0: <laughs> um, I wanted to clarify, and I spoke to you about this just before. Um, obviously, IPB is an untested federation, but you're obviously lifetime natural. Um, Mm -hmm. do you mind openly talking about that because obviously there's a lot of misconception around the place about steroids peds you mentioned that just a little bit earlier uh, particularly for the bigger divisions you know the men's bodybuilding the women's figure and all those sorts of things um it's very prevalent particularly in the bodybuilding industry um it's pretty much um open slather in terms of what people do but from your experience and from what you've seen and, and obviously um, experienced, it, it, it can still be quite um, dangerous for lack of a better term. I, I don't know too much about it. So I thought I'd, I'd ask the question.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about it either, to be honest. Like I just okay. know it's like the grapevine. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I guess like for most bikini girls, like, like they'll like they use like Enobar, um, and they'll use like Flenbuterol, which is yep. like, a fat- so, like, anavar is, like, an anabolic steroid. Um, yep. Clenbuterol is a fat stripper. Yep. Um And then they might even use, like, anti-estrogens and stuff. But, I mean, that's just, like, the basics that I know about. Um, sure. But it is quite common. And, like, you can see it in people's face, like, their jaws, their voices change. Yep. Um, you can kind of tell when someone has a really capped shoulder as well. But, I mean, like, each to their own. Like, I... I don't judge anyone, like, because obviously like, if you're going for the Olympia and you're, like, we all know like a lot of the guys that are on the Olympia stage, they're not natural. Like, come on, like, oh, you, have, you cannot not tell me like these monsters, are, like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. most people are pretty aware that it's out there. Yes. And obviously it's a personal decision. Um, yes. But like, you can do this sport being natural. There's plenty of natural bikini girls. Um, you don't have to jump on the pads to do bikini. Like if you have the body and genetics and the patience for it. Yeah, of course. Because um, obviously, like I think a lot of people jump on it um, because they like it too early. Like um, so, I think you need to reach your genetic potential first. Hundred percent.
0: Looking yep. at
1: that, like so, because it's meant. It's essentially like a supplement. You know, like it's just yes. like like are you. Like, if you can eat your protein, why are you drinking it? You know what I mean? Like, mm. if you can eat it, like, from the source, like, you know, you're going to get a lot better benefit from that than, um, you know, kind of just jumping straight into the shakes and stuff like that. It's like, yep. same for, yeah, it's like when people are like, oh, like, should I take L-carnitine or this or that, and blah, 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 like, all these random, like, supplements. And I'm like, let's just stick to the basics and get your food <laughs> and training right first. Yep. So, like, for anyone that's looking at competing and stuff like that, I would just say, like, do it naturally first compete naturally do like the training and the nutrition like focus on that like focus on the 99% of it and then like once you reach your genetic potential um like to be patient like be patient with your your growth and then like if you are like wanting to be miss like miss or mr olympia or like i mean mr olympia mostly Mm.
0: um
1: then, you know, obviously that's your decision to go down that track. But, like, Absolutely. honestly, there's heaps of like professional athletes that aren't um, on anything. And I don't really think like that bikini girls really need to take anything. Like, if people do, like, that's their own choice. But I mean, yep. like, obviously everyone has a choice to make. And, you know, some people will choose to do that. Some people won't. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's totally up to the person. Personal choice. To, like,
0: yep.
1: Weigh up the risks and the rewards, I guess.
0: Absolutely, good point. And it's a good point you raised too about the, the um, you know, wait till you reach your genetic potential because you see so many, and I, you know, I speak from personal experiences, so many young men, um, like, you know, 16, 17, 18, that are clearly taking something because of the, the development that they've achieved in such a short space of time because of their impatience. They're just not prepared to wait and do the work and take the time to naturally grow. They want to see it all now, and whether it be for social media or or the rewards of, you know, doing well on stage. But like you said, risk versus reward, you've got to weigh up those pros and cons, haven't you?
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I think the same thing for females at the moment too. Like I've heard um, of quite a few young girls, like 18, 19, 20, doing like Ennevar and like they've got amazing bodies. But I'm like, that's so early to jump on. that so early like for me like i would only get on like n and stuff if i was struggling to grow muscle which i don't obviously so i don't need it like so like i'm quite lucky in that aspect like but i can understand if a girl is like you know really struggling to grow muscle and they're like their heart is absolutely set on being like a bikini athlete and they're like you know i get it like i totally Mm -hmm. understand but i'm like yeah like i just think like girls need to not do it when they're so young especially like you, you have to think about like uh, you might not want a baby right now but what about in 10 years time
0: good point
2: so
1: like and it's obviously going to affect your hormones and your period and your ovulation and you know um just your a lot of things yeah yeah it's yeah things so like you're going to get side effects from this stuff so yep. you have to think about that and it's like if you're 18 19 20 like you can still do like you can do first times you can do juniors you don't need to look like an open athlete like you don't need to look like someone that's about like, to get their pro card mm. because you can do the first timers and the like you know juniors like if i was you know 20 18 19 whatever um and i wanted to compete i would start off probably like doing like you know the icns and stuff like that and then like i yep. just jump straight into ipb and just do the first timers and do like you know your junior categories because you can be junior in juniors until you're 23. So, like, there you why go. you not like, exhaust that? You know, so plenty of
0: opportunity. Yeah,
1: yeah, like plenty of opportunity. So, like, I just think, yeah, don't be impatient and just like grow. Like, the thing too is like you're still growing. Like, you're not even a fully developed adult yet. Like, your That's brain's right. still developing. You're yeah. like, you're not fully developed until you're 25. So, like, honestly, just give yourself time and like, just try and like fully exhaust like everything else before going down that road because and the thing too is like once you kind of go down that road i feel like it's like using like overusing antibiotics and stuff like that it's like yep. you then have to use more and more and more like yep. so i think uh-huh. yeah just try and like exhaust everything that you've got right now like is your training 110 is your nutrition 110 like you know are you using like the more natural supplements you know obviously like can you use some something like that that can help you um and then yeah like how's your sleep how's your water intake like there's so many other Get variables. A good coach <laughs> yeah do you have a good coach like, yeah there's many other variables to play with before you kind of go down that road and then also if you are going to go down that road don't listen to bloody old mate jimmy at the gym or whatever <laughs> like you know what i mean like don't listen to like some meathead like get a decent coach that knows their fucking shit because if you're going to put something in your body that isn't you know quote-unquote legal
0: yeah
1: um, you might want to make sure that you're actually going about it in the right safe way
0: 100 percent, great advice um another thing you mentioned before we obviously started the podcast was that you now train very specifically so you obviously are training to maintain your shape obviously improve subtle areas and things like that but if you go too hard you could potentially put on more muscle which means you could sort of train yourself out of the bikini division do you want to sort of elaborate on that a little bit i found that really interesting
1: yeah so like obviously like i have quite a bit of muscle Mm. um so hence why i don't need to take certain things which is great great for me (laughs) but um so like for me like i'm more of a high rep low weight kind of girl because i find like that helps me keep my um like One, it keeps me nice and lean and two, it keeps my muscles um, nice and plump, keeps me active um, and keeps my muscle tone there. Um, Where if I start going lower rep, higher weight, I start getting a little bit like fluidy looking. There's more potential for injuries for me. Um, And then, yeah, I can also, um, if I grow too much too quickly, then it's like, oh, fuck, now we got to try and pull it back again. So it's so much easier it's easier for me to grow muscle than for me to try and lose the muscle because when you kind of lose muscle you're trying to do a fuck ton of cardio and trying to like eat less so that is really not fun
2: and (laughs) yeah
1: it's like really hard because you're like then like well go in the gym you're like oh i can't really lift anything how and like i enjoy lifting so i don't want to like get to that point where i literally have to just like do nothing you know yeah sure
0: yep makes
1: go sense or go do like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like i don't know and body weight workout I'm like i don't want to do that like i want no. to do it 100%. Um, so yeah at the moment my i'm working with um nick mccallum and um, mm-hmm. he's kind of just doing making sure that I've got longevity in the sport as well, because obviously like when you are just like lifting um, all the time in the same kind of body patterns, you can develop some like injuries and imbalances. So it's important mm-hmm. to have someone kind of like oversee your training and make sure that you're not like using too much quad and like, you know, you're not like then developing your glutes and your hamstrings. So I yep. think like it's important to have someone kind of oversee your training and make sure that you're balanced in all areas. percent. Because one thing that I noticed um, from when I competed last was that my glutes were slightly uneven. So okay. my right glute max is actually a little bit um, smaller than my left. But then funny enough, my right glute med is actually bigger. So ah, okay. they, like, my, my right glute med is always overtaking. It's because like I have like, um, like I, my hips want to kind of open up and like rotate outwards. So then that, yep. my glute, glute med kind of takes over um and then also i had like a bit of an anterior pelvic tilt so like my um my hip flexors were really tight and then yeah like just like you know you want to make sure that when you do start prep you're in the best possible position to do so um so yeah i've been working with him to make sure that like, my core is really tight and like i'm trying to like minimize my abs as well but it's really hard like because i've was always so active like previously yes of um, course and like, i have done like crossfit and all that kind of stuff so like, cool. i've always been abby like even as a kid like i've always kind of like had abs mm. um so it's kind of hard to try and like minimize them but like we we're working on it um but yeah the biggest thing that we've worked on this off season two where i've seen the, the best growth was my mid back okay so i find a lot of people don't actually train their mid back properly so then their traps overtake which yes. um kind of like rolls their shoulders forward and then they can't actually activate their shoulders properly. Mm-hmm. Um or like they just train lats all the time and they're just like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you know,
1: walking Christmas tree. Yep. But their mid-backs are horrid. And yep. the thing is that our mid-backs are what kind of like pulls our shoulders back yes. and keeps us in that nice like posture position. Um so yeah, we've done a lot of work on that and trying to get myself in the most optimal position to prep, um, essentially. Because like when everything's like stacked up properly, you your body's in the the best like synergy. Like it works really well. You're not gonna get injuries. Like everything just kind of seems to like flow. Um, and yeah, so like I just feel that at the moment my training's been really specific to what I need. Um, so I'm not just doing some random program off you know the internet. I'm sure. really like honing in on the specifics yeah
0: absolutely so where so that's brings me to my next question so when's the next time you're gonna compete what's the, what's the goal
1: <laughs> good question um <laughs> so we're kind of like weighing up season b or season a okay um so obviously I'm doing uni at the moment so it's it's taking a huge toll on me like just emotionally physically like it's exhausting like I'm sure. obviously still like training and stuff but um, when I'm stressed, it really takes a huge toll on my body, like because mm-hmm. then obviously your CNS system's a little bit more cooked. Like you train, yep. and then you like your recovery's a little sh- bit shitter. Yep. um And then like obviously like if you're stressed, you're like metabolism and your um, I mean yeah, like when your your appetite kind of goes out the window. So yes. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I. Yeah, I do want to get to America and compete. Um, so I'm just kind of like biding my time, I guess. Like I'll probably make a decision um, the next few months and then go from there, I guess. Cool. Like-
0: well, that's a, there's lots of opportunity over in America, isn't there? Especially uh, through the IFBB ranks. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's exactly. exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited. Well, but um, do you, yeah. Do you have like- an, a,
0: an, an ultimate goal of maybe pursuing the natural Olympia? Not the natural Olympia, Olympia at, at some stage? Would that be on the agenda?
1: yeah that's absolutely like definitely the the end goal but um yeah you have to have to get there first (laughs) you have to qualify first yeah so um yeah so oh shit i've lost you oh oh
2: wait
1: wait. hang on i'm gonna get plugged in no that's cool (laughs) um sorry might have to just cut this bit out where the hell did it go i've still got you Oh, what the hell? Why do you why go small? more? <laughs> yeah, like teeny tiny. Anyway, we'll continue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're fine from mine. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. Um, cool. All right. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, Olympia. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, like, Olympia is the end goal. Um, but, yeah, we have to try and qualify to get there first. So, mm-hmm. you can either qualify by winning a qualifier show. Yep. Um, so, the Nash, uh, at Nationals, they're doing the pro show um in melbourne and okay. that's the qualifier. and then don't know if they're going to do one at the end of the year probably will if they do then i might consider doing it mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll see because yeah, to qualify you have to come first in one of those qualifier shows okay um, if you don't come first then you get points i was basically. gonna say you accumulate
0: points don't you yeah
1: yeah and then normally i think like the girls that normally come like get Go on the point system; they get up hmm. to like twenty-five points sometimes. So,
2: okay
1: yeah, and it's the top five at the end of, I suppose, the season. So, like, you never know where, like, how many shows people are going to do. So, yeah, it could right. be like, oh, like, I've got ten points, sweet, like, I'm, I'm in, and then, yeah, then someone surpasses you, and you're like, oh crap, now I'm going to do another two shows or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you just never know.
0: Absolutely, well, it's a big tree to climb, but geez, it's a, it'd be a rewarding one if you made it. it, it I don't know if there'd be any, um natural bikini athletes that have competed at olympia let alone one i don't know it's a good question
1: yeah there's been natu- uh, girls that have competed at olympia naturally okay especially over in america they have a lot of um like military that compete
2: oh okay so there's
1: like bikini olympians that have competed yep um i think like jazzy might be natural and okay because yeah but i mean i like, think yeah i mean i feel like a lot of people We'll say they're natural, but like you never know, like what defines natural as well. Because some people might take a diuretic, or Question. you never yeah. know, you yeah. never know, like what's been done in their off season, and maybe they're now natural. Like, because I, I even find that in the natural comps, is like people claim to be natural, oh, of course, yeah, but it's like what did like what they did nine months ago, or like a year ago, or whatever, they yeah, might not mean so. I mean, each their own, but yeah, yeah. I do know that like some girls will claim that they are natural. that
2: so,
1: yeah like so i think it can definitely be done and you can kind of tell like you can tell in the um the hamstring tie-in and you can tell in like the you can see like you can see it yep. um in like the kind of like the shoulder caps and everything like that yeah so, definitely but, um, yeah like they just come in like when people you know obviously have certain stacks of things like they kind of come in drier and harder and mm-hmm. more poppy <laughs> So yeah.
0: Well, we, we certainly look forward to watching your journey. That's for sure. To uh, to potentially get there, that'd be very exciting. Um, so the 30th of April, you are coming up to the Sunshine Coast, which is very very exciting. You're going to uh, obviously facilitate a glute based workshop for us at my uh, my gym. So what can we expect in terms of obviously your experience and, and obviously what you do? What 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 do you think um will be entailed in that? And and um you know what can the, the participants expect from you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm very excited to share my knowledge. Um, so what I'm gonna run through is basically like, we'll have a chat at the start and I'll just explain to everyone what we're gonna be doing, I guess. Yep. Um, Uh, answer any questions explain a little bit about how the glutes actually work um and then i'll take everyone through like what i would normally do for like a warm-up activator drills Mm -hmm. um how to actually activate your glutes properly because i feel like a lot of people do these activated drills but they're not doing them properly they're not activating um, because their core is sloppy and the thing is if your core is not working your glutes are not working okay. and i find that a lot is like when people um are doing squats and things like that their core is not activated mm-hmm. so you can see it like they're you know bulging through the core um so then their glutes aren't activated because they, they work in you know toe and fro so um yeah we will get everyone to like learn how to actually feel their glutes yep. um and then we'll go on to probably my three or four favorite exercises work through those um and yeah kind of like talk about shortening the glutes lengthening the glutes um what's better for rep ranges what's better like um and just like trying to help people feel their um their glutes through the exercises that we're actually doing so like I'm going to demonstrate and then I'll get you guys to do it and then um I'll come along and fix you guys and then and because the thing too is like one exercise not, might not work for someone else. Like, so for instance, like an exercise that works for me might not work for someone that's five foot. Yes. Um, and that's if good you've point. got uh, a different pelvis shape to me, what works for me might not work for someone else. Like, yep. and even just like the smallest thing, like foot placement, little bit of knee bend, um, just little things like that can make a huge difference to people's um, like activation. Because, yep. yeah, sometimes people don't feel it because they're super, like, hyper mobile um, and they're super flexible. So, like, when they're doing an RDL, they can't feel it. So, like, just things like having their bum against, like, a wall and, like, kind of pushing their glutes back can kind of help oh, yeah. them out. Okay. Um, yeah, so just, like, showing people, like, little tips and tricks that I've learned um, over the years and hopefully, like, everyone can get a little bit out of it. And then I'll take everyone through kind of like a proper like stretching session. Um, because the thing is when we are constantly training our muscles um, through weight training, they get tighter and tighter and tighter. And then what that does is it inhibits other muscles. And sometimes you can inhibit your glutes. Um, for instance, if your hip flex is super tight, your glutes will be inhibited. So okay. um, yeah, just like little things like that, like understanding, okay, like if i'm not feeling my glutes what can i do in the gym to quickly like fix like you know can i quickly do a little warm-up drill to fix it or am i feeling really tight through my hip flexor if i just stretch for like you know 30 minutes or whatever like i can actually hugely um change like my the way that my body's working because you have to think about your body as like a car like if you're (laughs) driving around with one busted tire and like your fuel lights on and your engine lights on you know what i mean like no, I, do. I say that
0: a lot actually yeah you gotta, and, uh, you gotta get serviced
1: and, like, it's taken. <laughs> like it's no good so think about your body is exactly like a car you want to make sure that's serviced and that it's mm-hmm. ready to go and like that your tires are all good to go like everything's sweet so yeah yeah like if you're very like if you're like super tight all the time then you're probably someone that needs to work on stretching and yep. then if you're like a very very flexible person then you need to work more on activating so okay. it's just kind of like finding that happy middle for everyone and everyone's going to be different
0: absolutely fantastic that sounds awesome oh that'll be good really insightful and obviously a lot of education and content cannot wait cannot wait
2: oh, yeah it would
0: be so, if people want to follow you along, uh, follow along with you. Sorry, at the moment, um, what's your Instagram, Facebook, any other socials that you've got that you're happy for people to jump on board with?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, my Instagram's Jess Johnson Fitness, um, and I've got a website which is just www.jessjohnsonfitness.com. Okay. Um, I've got YouTube as well, so it's just Jess Johnson Fitness. Um, that's <laughs> Same, same. So same. Yeah, if you do want to actually see, like, I've got like my eye walk, and I think like my comp days. Um, I did vlog those as well. So if you oh fantastic go, like, check me out. Yeah, 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 hundred so, like, percent. I think I've even got like really old videos on there too. So you can even go back and be like, oh wow, like look how different she looks.
0: There you go. Well, that's what we want to see. Yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up, Jess. And like the last question I asked everyone um, who jumps on here is um, who would you invite over to dinner? So, anyone in the world, dead or alive, male, female, fictional, non fictional, you can have a couple if you like. Who would you like to have over for dinner, have a great conversation with? It's totally up to you, but the answers are always interesting.
1: Um, I would say Robert Green. He's a really good um, psychologist. I don't, okay. Have you ever heard of him?
2: yeah so he's
1: really really interesting um he speaks a lot about um i think it was the four what did he call it It it's like the 40 42 powers um basically it's just like he talks a lot about like seduction and like um power like within power dynamics within people and stuff like that and it's just like he he's just really fascinating so yeah i'd love to just have a wine with him (laughs)
0: Unreal. Well, that's a good answer. Like, I've, obviously, no one said him before, so fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> really appreciate your time and and insight into the world of obviously um, IPB and bikini uh, bodybuilding and and your story. And and we cannot wait to have you on the coast up here to uh, to facilitate this workshop. I think we're going to get a lot of interest. And uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool.
2: Awesome.
1: Thanks so much. Right. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks once again to Jess for uh, joining me on the podcast today to talk about her bodybuilding career, um, the transparency within the sport, but also um, obviously facilitating the upcoming workshop, which we are very excited about. So if you are interested in that particular workshop, the ticket link will be in the show notes. Alternatively, you can jump on my bio in Instagram or Facebook. There'll be links there as well. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Tag Jess, of course, at Jess Johnson Fitness. If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on my website, paulsbodyengineering.com. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.